And welcome into the December 29th edition of the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by Hoopball and the Hoopball Podcast Network. The Sacramento Kings lose again their seventh straight loss. They are now a stunning nine games under 500, 12 and 21 overall after their latest loss in Denver, second night of a back to back. A lot of teams would call this a built-in scheduled loss. Uh, Kings played hard all the way through. We'll talk a lot about it, but the Kings lose again tonight, 120 to 115. I'm your host, Damon Barling. Appreciate you so much, as always, for tuning in and making Hoopball and the Sacramento Kings podcast a part of your Sacramento Kings coverage. We will go to Luke Walton's latest. Hey, the guys tried hard press conference. Uh, coming up here shortly. If you ever want to send your thoughts on the Kings and pretty much all of the texts that have come in as of late have been exactly the same, but please feel free to add yours to the pile at 916-88. Nope, that's not it. It's 916-888-5898. Again, that's 916-888-5898. You would think I've never said a phone number before. Uh, If you're not a subscriber yet, please become one. I know this isn't the It's not the season we expected. It's certainly not the season I expected when uh, Aaron Bruski and I sat down to talk and said, hey, you want to be a part of the Sacramento Kings coverage for Hoopball? I was like, yeah, I love Hoopball, man. It's a tremendous website. It's growing uh, at an incredible rate. You've got got an amazing daily fantasy podcast. You've got uh, amazing insights, daily fantasy and gambling and all of that stuff. And and you guys are growing all over the country. Yes, absolutely. I want to be a huge part of it. Plus, I mean, this is going to be one of the most exciting seasons in Sacramento Kings basketball history. Fast forward 33 games later. And again, don't worry. Like, the guys tried hard. And if you don't believe me, just wait. Luke Walton's going to tell us that the guys tried hard. They executed in the fourth quarter. You know what I can't understand? This is, and this is, this, is, this is not meant to be like some smart-ass line. Like, the, like, this is a question that I've been thinking about through the course of this game because it felt like, you know, I know the Kings made it close in the fourth quarter, around the third quarter. It kind of got to double digits, and I, and I don't think the Sacramento Kings got up below 10 until there was about, what, what, what was it, like four or five minutes left? And then suddenly, not only was it below 10, it was at like four. And suddenly the Kings were within a one-possession game and had an opportunity to steal this game. And, that, and that's, that's kind of like where I'm going with this whole thing. Whether they're playing the Charlotte Hornets in Sacramento and Charlotte. Whether they're playing the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix or in Sacramento. Or they're playing the Los Angeles Lakers or the Los Angeles Clippers. Or the Denver Nuggets. Every game feels like it's exactly the same. How is that possible? Like, how is every single game exactly the same? How is every game exactly the same regardless of their opponent? Like, is that, like, what is that a sign of? Because if you're, if you're thinking about a bad basketball team, like you, you think about the Atlanta Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks, by the way, are the only team in the NBA with a longer losing streak than the Sacramento Kings. Kings have lost seven in a row. The Atlanta Hawks have lost 10. But you think about the Atlanta Hawks, they, you know, they go up against another bad team. They go against the Cleveland Cavaliers, let's say, and they lose by six or seven. Okay. And then they go against the Milwaukee Bucks and the Toronto Raptors and the Boston Celtics, and they lose by 20. They lose by 15, or they lose by 30. But not the Kings. The Kings just lose by the same exact amount, regardless of the opponent. Every game, it's like formularic. Every single game. The Kings go down. They go down big. Suddenly, in the last four minutes, 
they make a run and it becomes a one possession game. How many times have we seen the scenario that played out tonight this season? How many times have we seen the scenario where the Kings are down and they look like they're dead to rights in the fourth quarter and then suddenly they're not? How many times have we seen that this year? And you want to believe, well, that's a mark of the team right on the cusp. They're right there. They're ready to get over the hump. But they never do. And this wasn't a team that was supposed to be getting over the hump this year. This, this, this was a team that, you know, they, they, they got right up to the edge of that hump. Like, they were, they were supposed to be good this year. They were supposed to be, you know, there were some people who thought they were going to be really good. Of course, there were also some people that thought Nikolai Jokic was, I don't know why I always call him Nikolai, Nikola Jokic was going to be an MVP candidate. That is one of the most laughable preseason takes uh, of all of them. The Western Conference being one of the greatest conference, you know, one of the, the, the greatest years in conference basketball we've ever seen, and Nikola Jokic being an MVP candidate are the two worst preseason takes in recent memory, and they both happened this year. And we here in Sacramento thought the Kings were going to be, you know, a certain level of good. Uh, I don't know how many national media people thought that the Kings were going to be good. Certainly the NBA didn't think the Kings were going to be good. That's why they didn't give them any nationally televised games. And the Kings have rewarded the NBA uh, for not giving them any nationally televised games by reminding them, this is why you don't give us nationally televised games. Now, you might find this entertaining, but people, uh, basketball fans around the country, they're not going to find this nonsense exciting. And don't mistake the 120-115 score for, oh, the Kings got back to running. No, they didn't. They just abandoned defense. That's what happened here tonight. We're going to look at the score, and you, particularly you look at that fourth quarter, and you go, oh, 32-31. Here we go. Let's get back to what we saw last year. Maybe finally Luke Walton has woken up, and this team is going to run a little bit. No, they just abandoned defense, and they were like, ah, screw it. We're losing games anyway. Why don't we just get back to what we know? And that also includes Harry Giles. Let's start from the beginning. Let's go back to the beginning. The starting lineup saw the return of De'Aaron Fox. Only missed one game with back spasms. Uh, he was back in the starting lineup. Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes, Nemanja Bielitsa back in the starting lineup uh, with Marvin Bagley out for the foreseeable future. And, of course, uh, Rashawn Holmes. We saw Michael Porter Jr. Uh, make his first NBA career start. And he rewarded the Nuggets for that, man. He, he got off to a, a hot, hot start. Uh, we saw Buddy, I, I, I noticed this right away, uh, particularly when De'Aaron went out. We saw Buddy Heald bringing the ball up the floor quite a bit. I, I, don't, I don't know why that was. Now, most of the time it was Corey Joseph, and, and both guys were bringing up the ball at a, at a pretty quick pace. So while I made the joke, and it, I shouldn't say joke, while I used the line about them abandoning defense, there was a clear difference in the pace of their offense. Um, at least there was a clear difference in the pace in which they brought the ball up the floor. And we saw Buddy bringing it up uh, quite a bit in the first quarter. And maybe it was like, well, hell, he can't shoot anymore. Let's get something out of him. And it paid off. He had a career high in assist here tonight. Uh, in another night where he seemed to struggle, not not seemed to, like we, we know what his stats are, he did struggle. He was 3 of 9 from 3. Uh, he was 8 of 18 from the field. But he had 8 assists. So whatever Luke Walton's game plan was with Buddy Heald and him bringing the ball up the floor, it, it seemed to have paid off, at least to a certain degree. Because we got 36 minutes from Buddy Heald and only 18 minutes from Corey Joseph. 
So without De'Aaron, uh, you know, while De'Aaron was out, we saw Bogey and, and Buddy bring the ball up the floor uh, quite a bit. Corey Joseph out there uh, from a defensive standpoint, and he struggled on that end uh, quite a bit here tonight. But but again, I think most of the, I, th- I think it was a hey abandoned ship. Let's get off of this. Let's stop. T- let's 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 just try to. It's the second night of a back to back. We're gonna be fatigued. Let's just try to get out and run. See if we can hit some shots. Maybe we could get up on them, and we have that fourth quarter coming around. And even if we have a little lax, you know, maybe we've built up a cushion to win. Well, they didn't have a lax. They actually hit the gas midway through the fourth quarter, just as it looked like they were going to die their second night of a back to back in Denver death. Uh, and that didn't happen. But, you know, going back to the first quarter, a couple of notes from the first quarter, Buddy Hill bringing the ball to the floor. Uh, and a Harry Giles sighting. This may come as a surprise to you. Check that, as Jim Rome would say. This might come as a surprise to Luke Walton and the coaching staff. And perhaps the front office as well. Harry Giles contributed quite a bit tonight. Luke Walton has been saying, oh, Harry Giles has just got to be ready to play. He's not in the rotation right now, but... You know, Dwayne Dedman, he's off on Exiled Island. Uh, Marvin Bagley's hurt. Seemed like the right time to play Harry Giles, and they certainly did. He went from uh, DNP CDs to playing 17 minutes. He had 11 points, and he played 17 very effective minutes. Uh, There was a flow on the offense. There was a better flow, and you can hit me with the you're full of crap on the text line all you want. 916-888-5898. That was a better flow to the offense when Harry Giles was in the game than there has been, with the exception of the game Marvin Bagley got hurt a couple of nights ago. With that, that one exception, that was clearly Bagley's best game since returning. Take that game out, and what was that, Minnesota? Take that game against Minnesota out, and look at the rest of the season, and Harry Giles performance and his flow within the offense and his impact on both sides of the floor was significantly better in this 17 minutes than any other 17 minute period from Marvin Bagley so far this season and the Kings man they ride their that you know they 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 stick to their points they write this stuff in sharpie man buddy Bagley Barnes De'Aaron, those are all all stars. Meanwhile, the best player in a Sacramento Kings uniform continues to be Rashawn Holmes. He was 9 of 13 tonight, uh, 18.6 assists. We saw the reason the the fourth quarter got the way that it got was because Nemanja Bialica. Bialica was solid the entire game. 10 of 13 from the field, uh, 5 of 7 from 3. Those five threes, I would say three of them were extremely timely. I mean, he kept the king. Just he slowed down the Nuggets with a couple of them, and he brought the Kings within striking distance with the, with a couple of them in the in the fourth quarter. Twenty seven points uh, for Nemanja Bjelica's return to the starting lineup, and you start to look at this and go, you know, it, it, there was a stretch where I, I felt like you had to put Bagley back into the starting lineup and allow him to figure out the flow with the offense. You had to allow him to figure out the flow with the starters. And now I'm starting to wonder is maybe you don't. We're 30 freaking games into the season. What is it officially? 33, 33 games into the season? Dude, Bagley can't stay healthy. Maybe you just say, hey, player, we had our heart set on it. You had your heart set on it. But part of our job is to adjust. And our adjustment is right now, you're not starting. 
Nemanja Bialica starting. He stretches the floor. He creates opportunities that you can't create. Let's listen to the Luke Walton tell us everything's okay. Defense. We got we to gotta, we gotta guard people. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things that, uh, good things we can take from tonight's game. There it is. But most importantly, it's, it's, it's got to be our defense. We got to be able to, to guard our own man and, and defend without fouling. And, you know, you give up 31 free throws on, uh, to a playoff team on their home court on the back end of a back-to-back, you're gonna, it's going to be a hard game to win. Now, I do love that our group uh, continues to show they never give up and they keep fighting. It was great to see Fox, you know, out there kind of leading the way, um, you know, that, you know, that we're going to play and, and getting downhill and getting into their paint. And I thought Buddy had another really solid night of – of decision making, attacking and making the right, correct, simple pass, or finishing at the rim when they didn't help. So, those are some really, uh, really nice things. I thought Harry gave us a really nice, uh, some really nice minutes off the bench, and it's what we talk about with our guys when we stay ready because opportunity will come. His opportunity came tonight, and he proved that uh, uh, that he was he was ready. And so that was that was really good to see. Luke Walton will be handing out participation ribbons immediately following his press conference. It's a very solid uh, 32 assist as a team. You know, that's something that, you know, that's that's a, a really good number for us and, and more uh, more of a, a sign of how we want to play uh, in the future. But um, got to be got to be better on defense. You score 115 points against this defense. That says something in the assist, obviously. No, it actually doesn't. Could someone ask him when the future is? If there is anybody who could hear me, ask him when the hell the future is. To me, it starts with guarding the ball, doing our work early, being you know being down and down in a stance, ready to help each other. Um, and you know, from there, you know that's that's where you get into foul trouble. You get beat in this league. If you get beat, if your man just beats you without having to. You know, use a, a, pick, a pick and roll or uh, a pin away. He just beats you one on one. It's it's tough to to help with the amount of shooting that's in this league now. So uh, we got to continue to really uh, really take pride in that individual defense. Um, and, and like I said, the numbers haven't been great the last two nights for us. Um, but where we're at now and our understanding of it, and I think where you know we're starting to appreciate that fact, has come a long way from the start of the season. How does De'Aaron Fox returning and, and having the line that he did, including that? I, I got to remind you, just real quick, this team has lost seven games in a row. Seven. Well, he's he's you know he's a player that can can really. Uh, demand two people guard him. He's a player that can get to the front of the rim pretty much all all game long. And when that happens, we're able to re- we're able to you know get our, our shooters easier shots. Um, we're able to play faster. Um, you know all the things that we want to do that we that we you know planned out for. Uh, we can start putting back into place uh, when he's on the floor. Um, and, and you know it's you, know, you can yell run all you want, 
but you know when you're a player and you got someone like Fox pushing the ball, that's that's probably the most mo motivation to, to run that there is. It's like playing with Jokic. You can, as a coach, you can say cut hard all day long, but when you have someone like Jokic passing you the ball, you're gonna cut a little harder. So uh, that's where it's, it's you know really nice to have him back. When you talk about uh, keeping guys in front of you defensively, are there are there a couple guys who are are really showing you something and, and excelling in that area, keeping their guys in front of them? Well, I would probably throw Corey out at the front of that list. Um, you know, I think that's why our, our defense numbers went up when he started playing, you know, huge minutes because of the injuries. Um, you know, he's been a, that type of player his whole career. So he's probably the top of the list and uh, sets a great example for, you know, where we want our guys uh you know, at the level we want our guys to be able to play at on that end of it. Is that where the list ends? All right. I I, apply, I know some of you tune in uh, partly to, to, to hear Luke Walton's press conference. It's kind of what makes this podcast unique, or at least I hope it, it's what makes this podcast unique to the many other Kings press conference or the, the other Kings podcasts that are out there. And I talked over that one a little bit, so I apologize. I'm so sick of hearing the same nonsense over and over again. We just need to change those red uniforms. We need to change all the uniforms. We need to just change the name. Moral Victory City. Because every time Luke Walton talks, there's some sort of moral victory. Hey, I was really happy with the buddy's decision-making tonight. You know what he's saying? You know what he's doing? A couple of days after Luke Walton covers for Buddy Heel taking a terrible shot at the end of the Minnesota Timberwolves game, and within five real-time minutes, Buddy Heel throws his coach under the bus saying, I don't know why I wasn't playing at the end of the season or at the end of the game. Well, we know why you weren't playing. Virtually everybody listening to this podcast knows why you weren't playing at the end of the game. Everybody who's watched the Sacramento Kings this season knows, buddy, why you weren't playing at the end of the game. But you don't. You want to throw your coach under the bus? Luke Walton doesn't throw his coach under the bus, but yet he comes out here. He's got his players back. He's a player's coach. And he says today, oh, I was happy with Buddy's decision-making. You know what that's called for? Buddy didn't do any dumb shit today. That's basically what he went out there and he said. Buddy didn't do anything stupid. So we're going to go give him a ribbon for not being an absolute dope today. And yeah, he was smart with the ball. We gave him credit when we started this podcast. He brought the ball up the floor quite a bit there in the first quarter. I think he brought the ball up quite a bit throughout the game. I think that's why we saw him have eight assists. He, he did make a lot of the right decisions. But we're, we're praising guys for doing what they're supposed to do. It's the old Chris Rock joke. I ain't never been to jail. You ain't supposed to go. These are professional basketball players. Let's just give out ribbons. Just change the name of the team. Make our alternate unis those moral, moral victory city, baby. We just looking for small victories. You would never know listening to that head coach that this was a team that had expectations. Now, I thought Vlade did a masterful job at not saying, oh, it's not playoffs or bust. No, no, no. We want to improve. We want to get better. So if nothing else, if nothing else, this team had expectations of improving. And yet, here we are, 33 games into the season, a seven-game losing streak, 12-21. and 21, And I guess I'm, I'm not supposed to be agitated that the team has lost seven games in a row because they lost on the second night of a back-to-back -back in Denver. Obvi always referred to as the most difficult game of the season for teams in the Western Conference because for some reason, inevitably, everybody has to play the second night of a back-to-back -back in Denver at some point during the season. But here we are, seven straight losses, 12 and 21 on the season. 
They're now in the company of the Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies are 13 and 21 right now. They're in the company of the Minnesota Timberwolves who ended an 11 game losing streak against the Kings a couple of nights ago. They are in the company of a New Orleans Pelicans team that's entire season was derailed because their number one overall draft pick has yet to step on the floor for them. That's who they're in the company with. You would never know that listening to Luke Walton. Luke Walton's talking about the future. We're getting closer to the way we want to play. When? When do you want to play this way? Let let a brother know. Because if, if you, yo, is, is it New Year's Eve against the Clippers? Is it, in, is it like a New Year's resolution? Like, are y'all just waiting? Y'all working the kinks out? And then 2020, we going hard and we're not going to suck anymore? We're going to run. We're going to pick up the pace. All of a sudden in 2020, we're going to be faster. Is that what it is? Let a brother know. Because quite honestly, I'm tired of watching. I'll hit up Brewski. Like, hey, Brew, I know you listen to all of these. I know I, did, I didn't clear that little S-bomb with you. You got to give me one. Like, hey, man, Luke says they're going to be good in the future. Well, why don't we just start the podcast back up, you know, in the future? Why don't we do that? When Luke Walton decides, oh, we're getting closer to where we want to play. Can you shoot me a text message? Hit me on, hit me on Instagram. Do whatever you want. Find a way. Send a, just a, a, a private press release. Whatever you want, just so I know. Like, let us all collectively know. We could tune out. Man, the, the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks are playing as I'm recording this, and I'm missing it because I got to talk about your sorry-ass basketball team who's not ready to play it. We're going to play good. We're going to do it in the future. All right, Luke. Holla at your boy in the future. Because right now, y'all are terrible. Y'all are absolutely terrible. I don't care how close every game is. I don't care how close you make every game is. I don't care how many smart plays Buddy made during the game. I don't care how great Bella Lita was or how great Rashawn Holmes has been all damn year. It's a shame that you're wasting how good of a, a, a season that that young man has had because he was supposed to be like, whoa, look at this gem. Where did we get this dude from? Now we got a crowd favorite in Rashawn Holmes to go along with De'Aaron, who we already love. Oh, but wait a minute. Buddy and Bagley are kind of turning heel on us. And you know what we have forgotten about during this disastrous 33-game stretch is the fact that, well, Bogdan Bogdanovich isn't going to be under contract with the Kings come this summer. What's going to happen there? And the Kings have thrown out some pretty nasty contracts over here the, the last couple of months. Let's not ignore the fact their big free agent acquisition was a player who's not in the rotation anymore. A player who was getting consistent DNP CDs. A player who has said, yeah, my, my time here is over. A, a, a player who the Sacramento Kings who said, yeah, his time here is over. That player was your big free agent acquisition. He was your day one free agent acquisition. But I guess we'll go ahead and give a pass for that because you got Rashawn Holmes on the cheap. So I guess we'll come back on uh we'll come back on New Year's Eve and hope, you know, maybe maybe this is the future that Luke Walton is talking about and the and the Kings are gonna be better. 
I mean, and this game was back and forth. Like it, it, you know, I mentioned Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. had a tremendous start, uh, a, a tremendous first start uh, in the NBA. He was 5 of 5 shooting to start the game. I think he finished with a career high 19 points. Uh, he's a guy that so many of us have had our eyes on uh, because we heard so much about him. He was, you know, <laughs> he was Harry Giles to a degree, just on a much, much larger scale. And that he was, he's, he's, and when I, when I use that comparison, I use it in the sense of, you know, you hear so much about potential. Michael Porter Jr. was going to be the number one overall pick of the draft. And he started having back issues, and those back issues created other issues. Uh, and now we've started to see him play a little ball. We saw him make his first career start, play 26 minutes tonight, eight of 10 shooting. I think he hit his first seven shots, if I'm not mistaken. I know he definitely hit his first five, uh, but 19 points and six rebounds. For Michael Porter Jr., man, he's one of those guys, if he realizes his potential, whoo, Denver Nuggets are going to be dangerous for a very, very, very long time, no matter. Uh, hey, do, why, you know, why does, Nikola, why does Nikola Jokic constantly look winded? Like I, I said this earlier in the year. Like I gave a ton of praise to Rashawn Holmes for the way he played Nikola Jokic, and then I realized everybody was working Jokic this year. Like, he's still good. Like, don't, don't, you know, don't get it twisted. Like, dude is nasty. But he also, he looks like he's in a constant state of fatigue. He He's just been kind of, again, this was a guy people thought he was, he's going to be in the MVP conversation with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, not, no, most definitely not. Most definitely not. So let's all come back here, Okay. Hit the subscribe button. Let's all reconvene on New Year's Eve before you go out and party. Uh, safely, of course, because that's what I expect all of you to do. Before you go do that, uh, let's let's get back together. Uh, actually, before we before we sign off, let's let's see what Harry Giles has to say. I feel pretty good. I don't feel better than I expected. As far as just being uh you know, Denver with the with the high altitude and stuff. So um uh, but personally, I kind of just had my mindset going to the game, um, kind of hearing the rumors of me about maybe getting to play. So uh, putting all that to the side and just uh, embracing and being ready for the opportunity and um, going out there and just uh, doing what I need to do. And not letting any pain or, like I said, uh, my wind bothered me. So, How difficult has it been just kind of with the – you have a, a huge support. Um, with fans that I want to see you play. How difficult has it been kind of managing that and, and dealing with those? Right. Uh, it's been tough just because, you know, I'm a, I'm a competitor too. And, you know, I show up every day and I work. So, um, you know, when you don't get to play and it's, you know, you're losing too. So you want to, you know, I want to be a part. I want to help win too. So um, it's just tough. You know, I, like I said, I come in every day and I, and I give my all to it. I love the game. And uh, it's just tough sitting there. And But at the same time, I'm a good teammate too. And I know what it's like to, have to support from the other side, and uh, that's what I did. Not let my, you know, current circumstances define who I am, and uh, just making the most out of it. Um, and I, the, the fan support has been amazing for me. Uh, kind of kept me going too, and at the same time, it makes it tougher because uh, not so you're letting them down because I couldn't get in the game to do anything about it. But uh, it's just tough, you know. It's just a tough thing. I always wanted to go out and compete and just. Uh, Give them what they want to see. Uh, I sure hope after tonight's performance, uh, the coaching staff and front office support can match the fan support, as we saw what Harry Giles was able to do 
uh, for the Sacramento Kings tonight. Uh, so, like I was saying, let's all reconvene on New Year's Eve before we pop the bubbly, before we go out to dinner, before we get in and settle into our plans. Sacramento Kings are going to play a 2 o'clock game. Hopefully, we'll have a podcast posted for you, I don't know, around I don't know, 5, between 4.30 and 5. Uh, we'll get all of our uh, hot takes out of the way. And maybe, maybe December 31st, 2 p.m., maybe that's the day. Maybe that is the future that Luke Walton was speaking about just a few moments ago when he said, you know, that's the way we played tonight. That's how we're going to play in the future. But hey, shoot, man. Maybe it's maybe it's coming up in just a few days. What an exciting day that would be for Kings fans. Also, apologies for my uh, nasty tone tonight. I'm seriously agitated that I paid attention to that game. There's a tremendous football game on it. It's been a great day of football, great weekend of football. Uh, and I came in here to report a podcast and listen to Luke Walton uh, talk about, oh, yeah, buddy didn't do anything stupid tonight. All right. Hit the subscribe button. Tell your friends. We'll be back here. Hopefully in a much better mood on Tuesday. Here, oh, you know what? Before we go, there's there's one more thing I got to tell you about, and how dare I uh, miss the opportunity? Because you know what makes uh, you know what makes Kings games fun, even when you're losing. Gambling, bro. That's what it's all about. Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. Mybookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets. That's the one to go to. We got the NFL playoffs coming up here uh, next weekend. We got wild card games. You could throw them out there. Uh, if you are more of an NBA person, of course, you could do that as well. Obviously, you're an NBA person. You're listening to the Sacramento Kings podcast. Uh, you could even pull your bets together for a bigger payout. You could parlay wages, uh, bet multiple games, come through. You could win big. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Use the promo code SAC, S-A-C, to activate the offer. I got a link directly here in the description of the podcast. Use the promo code SAC, S-A-C, to get your extra cash from MyBookie. Bet, win, get paid, and be back here Tuesday on the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by Hoopball and the Hoopball Podcast Network.